Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another loaded edition of Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil here on the Evolution Radio Network. My name is Statistic Sean David. I'm going to start things off the way they need to be um, started off here tonight, and then we'll be joined by my co-host, the Sultan of Slither Sin, and our cor- correspondent, the mad conservative crime fighter. I have just learned of the passing of one of the next generation wrestling stars out of Peoria. The legendary Big Papa. So, Big Papa, man, this is for you. And we are back. I'm going to bring Sin on with us and our correspondent, the mad conservative crime fighter, who unfortunately had to break this news to me this evening. I, I did not see it on Facebook earlier today. Uh, a little bit devastated by this. Uh, Big Papa, man, you know, the guy was a bigger dude, uh, uh, you know, obviously the name Big Papa, but he had so much charisma. I will never, ever forget being at those NGW shows when he come out to the ring. <laughs> this is sad. This is just sad. Yeah. Hello. Right, buddy. You want well, to share some other news on this? I know he wasn't in great health. I had been down. I think it was to one of Joey Grunge's show here not that long ago, and I had seen Big Papa, and I know he was walking with a cane and had some health problems. Um, what light can you shed on us for this? Because I know I know he wasn't in the best of health for a while. Well, that's the thing. I wasn't aware that he was in poor health, and I didn't find. And obviously, today he passed away, um, or passed away overnight. Now, a post from a month ago um, looks like. Uh, let's see. This is a post from um, Apocalypse, which. Uh, who was um, inducted with uh, Big Papa into the Central Illinois Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2010. Um, he had been, I guess he was diabetic, because he had high blood sugar and low oxygen levels. And so he had been in the hospital for, I just, it just wasn't aware of that uh, he had not been doing well lately. But um, it, it yeah, happened sometimes. Imagine he passed away is about as old as uh, the Mississippi Madman because who passed away last year. Uh, and he was one of the two big men in the, the Central Illinois scene. And uh, I think when, the only uh, bigger the only bigger man that is still with us out of the Central Illinois scene that can, we can really point to in and say, um, you know, this guy was one of the greatest big men. Um, him and I don't really even get along, so for me to be saying this, he's probably going to be shocked, but Bear St. Pierre is the other uh, big guy out of Central Illinois wrestling that really kind of um, made an impact. And I, I actually have to correct myself, Crime Fighter, the last time I did see him 
was uh, when Gina and I um, came down to uh, uh, PWA last July. We, he was actually at that event. I forgot all about that until now. But um, this this one stings a little bit. I hadn't seen Big Papa, you know, it been forever uh, before last July. So um, our thoughts and prayers are, are to uh, his his friends, fans, and, and family. And anybody that has worked with Big Papa knows the kind of guy that he was. He was a very nice guy. Charisma. You, you just couldn't match that guy's charisma. Uh, you just couldn't. No. No. Uh, yeah, Bear's not doing. Bear's recovered, but uh, yeah, he he had a he had an incident where he had one of his legs. Apparently, he had one of his legs amputated. After oh my! Accident. Wow, I was but not aware of that either. A discussion for another time. Um, well, Crime Fighter, I know your time with us tonight is limited, so I want to give you the full floor here, but I do want to uh, bring up some things that I've been meaning to have you touch on. It looks like um, this new version of wrestling is going to come back with another event. They are slated for Sunday, July 10th at 5 p.m. back in uh, Danville, Illinois. We don't have any talent or uh, announcements on that. Um I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's on their Facebook. I'm on there now. I don't know, man. I just I don't think that the first outing did that well, but I know they had some uh, some good matches on the card. But I don't know. This this just feels like Joey Grunge again taking somebody's money and and trying to run with it. And we know that Midwest Impact Pro is not running right now. We're a uh, badass wrestling organization, which was you know was sent off of Midwest. That never Wrestling. never got off the ground. Uh, no, it did not. Apart from one show. Uh, no, so they, had than, they had more than one. They were the one that ran the uh, the the dragon former Dragon Dome. It was the uh, excitement right, or whatever. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it was the excitement wrestling that was only around for one show. They were one and done. Um, and then there's another thing that I want to bring up here just uh, quickly. And I'm not gonna uh, be razzing on this guy. I'm just gonna call the spade a spade here. Um, I have seen the next poster for CHWA, and I am um, I'm, I'm not happy with this. I understand if the individual is going to take a chance on uh, training these individuals, but um, Crime Fighter, you and I have been covering this promotion for a very long time, and unfortunately, it seems like more legitimate wrestlers um, want to make themselves a part of this so-called organization, and that's where I have a problem. Um, CHWA returns May 29th in Cottage Hills and listed uh, right in the middle of the poster uh, in the middle of the poster on top stands Jeremy Lightfoot and I have a problem with this because CHWA is basically Yarder Central of that portion of Illinois and look, if, if Lightfoot was taking a chance training all these guys, that would be fine. But the fact of the matter is most of these people have not gone and seeked out legitimate training. Most of these people will not. They are now charging admission for their events. They were yarders years ago, and, and Crime Fighter covered that. Um, I, I don't get it. I don't get why a legend. Well, here's the thing you need to know. Jeremy Lightfoot stocked 
that high to begin with, so I don't really care too much. Okay. Uh, I like Jeremy. Jeremy oh, and I are friends. God. I think that's why Sean's doing that. Go ahead. So go uh, ahead. Finn took off, and I, I didn't even hear what he said, and I was trying to stop him from taking off, and he still said it. Anyway, now I, now I need to know what he said. <laughs> oh, oh, he's okay. just friends with Lightfoot. What did you say? That's fine. I just said uh, Sean was being kind because I'm friends I'm with Lightfoot. Sure. He knows it. Yes. Is there a problem on your end, Sean? No, can you guys hear me? Now that's better. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, sorry that about it? that. Okay. Yes. Um, you okay. know, I like Lightfoot. I worked with Lightfoot at HCWA. I've worked with him several other places. He worked for Frank. Um, he's, he's a legend in, in some areas of Illinois. Um, I don't agree with him working don't for a company like this. I don't you agree. You used to work with uh, Randy Orton. Him and Randy are friends. Right. I don't agree with him working for a promotion like this unless it's to get ring time in to be able to do the comeback that he's planning. Um, but other than that, no, don't tie yourselves to this organization. Um, I'm going to let Crime Fighter tell a quick story on the, uh, the, the one fair show that this organization ran. Oh, gosh, I didn't even want to go there yet because I had another point to make Okay, before. go ahead and make I... your point. Make your point. Realize this, Sorry. John. Several members of the CHWA roster are getting booked at the other St. Louis promotions. That includes MNWA, Dymo Pro, SICW, etc. Are they getting real training? Is that uh, I don't my know. understanding? That's what I mean. There's a couple of uh, people in PWE, too. That's the other one. Put it this way. Until I'm told who train certain individuals, they will not be featured on my show. There's, Don't blame me there. Right now, that's a limited list because several people, I don't know if they started CHW or started somewhere else at this point, but I know there's at least three, three, four, five particular individuals that I knew started at CHWA or started that promotion, and they're on my uh, – I guess, naughty list until they explain to me who they're training or at least make a public confession that starting up the self-taught way was the wrong way to go, and I set a bad example for other people, other aspiring wrestlers. Until it happens, I will not feature those individuals on my weekly program. And I, I think that's now, fair. And, my, and- have a objection to that, but he's going to have to. No, 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 no. I don't know this promotion. I, I'm honestly shocked if it's that bad that Jeremy's there. Because Lightfoot, I mean, for a long time, he was a trainer down south. And, you know, the promotions would pay him to train and wrestle. So, you know, I mean, he was really well sought after there. So it just kind of blows my mind that, you know, he's making this trip for a company that, um, kind of notoriously yarders. I'm going to okay. send you a link now to their Facebook the story. Now. Go ahead, Grimey. World famous flea market posted something from that show from so many years ago 
They basically got themselves into a Bethalto uh, J.C.'s County Fair. I don't know how. I bet they had somebody on the inside that uh, agreed to bring them in because it was, I guess, 3D entertainment, or at least they weren't. It was on their dime to uh, get in there, set up a ring, and put on a weekend of quote-unquote shows. Uh, that particular week, three people ended up in the hospital for broken bones. Two of them came back and had a so-called cripple match where they were on crutches. They got in the ring, and then they just, I guess, rolled around on the mat for about a minute. And World Famous Flea Market uh, just reposted that video today. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is one that Crimey and I have had our eyes on, but I've had my eyes on this. Uh, he's had his eyes on it longer. Um, I kind of focused on Revolution Wrestling with Steve Kane, and, and when this was fully brought to my attention, Steve and I ripped all over this. Wrestling training so is not guys, optional. So why are guys trying to get in this company? I'm looking at a uh, YouTube page now. I mean, they're not getting epic views, but on one of their shows, they had 1,000 viewers. Um, they're, you know, I mean, I... Uh, they have like 350 followers, small grouping. But I, I don't know. I, I don't see why uh, somebody would really want to go to the way to go to this company. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, that's something I, I would do. I sent you two uh, Facebook or uh, YouTubes because one is their new one. One is their old one from when they were actually in the backyard still. Um, but it still exists. That's the thing about the Internet. People don't realize it's. You can delete it all you want, but it can still be found if you know how to, where to look for it and uh, how to find it. My problem is this. Wrestling training is not self-taught. Sin will tell you I busted my ass for the right to train. It, you cannot be self-taught. You cannot, 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 cannot be self-taught. And this is why um, this, po- this podcast has taken such a stance against yarders and, and self-training and, and – making sure that people are informed to go and get a legitimate trainer. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you're looking for pro wrestling training, there is the Pinfall Wrestling Academy. Um, Are you guys still open, Crime Fire? Are you accepting new students at this time? Yes, we are. And there's four wrestling schools in the St. Louis area, which Cottage Hills is in the St. Louis area. There's Grace Wrestling Academy. There's the South Broadway Flight Club. Uh, SICW, which is Ace Academy, and then Dynamo Pro's uh, Dojo. I mean, so wrestling school in the St. Louis area, but they couldn't afford to go to wrestling school, and they cobbled together enough money to buy a 14 foot ring and start ring shows, which, and there's videos of that on YouTube, and we've lampooned, uh, let's see, I made a parody commercial on CHWA, and then we did a couple of April Fool's episodes where we basically, I got about, I don't know, seven or eight matches from, short matches from it, and then we commentated uh, <laughs> commentated a parody. Yes. Uh, uh, like the old uh, insane clown posse shtick where they'd be on the mics and somebody else commentating their own matches. Yes. Uh, you know, this, yes, this I did a, a phony. I did a goofy voice. I did the opposite of what I am. I called myself the lunatic liberal or something. <laughs> <John> was, <laughs> yes, his normal yes. self, of course. 
Um, yes, I, I, I guess posted some of those. They were fun to do. But uh, the, the, the basic principle is this. Wrestling training is not optional if you're going to be in this business. You need to be cha- trained the right way. You cannot watch Raw, SmackDown, AEW, YouTube, and learn how to do this properly. It, it, it doesn't happen. And there are too many great schools all over the Midwest in Wisconsin, uh, maybe not so much Indiana anymore, but Wisconsin, Indiana, Missouri, um, Illinois, you know, Iowa, you've got the Black and Brave Academy, you've got other wrestling schools uh, further into Iowa. If you want this to happen for you, put in the effort and get legitimately trained. That's all we ask. The reason that this podcast has harbored so much hate is because we've taken such a stance against not only backyard wrestling, but bad wrestling in general. And I won't back down from that stance ever, because at the end of the day, 20 years in this business, uh, Sin's been around since 97. Um, Beast, I I found footage of Beast and Pretty Boy Floyd working the American Wrestling Federation um, in 95, which I don't know that many people remember that, but that was a thing. And um, so people that I've worked with are people people that I've worked with and trained with and, and, and had the opportunity of learning and growing from have been around this industry for a very, very long time. This is not something I take lightly. I don't take paying your dues lightly. I think that this is too many people expect this to be handed to them and don't earn it in 2022. And this, this has been a, a gripe of mine since this podcast started in 2013. And, re- and the other thing is this. We didn't start covering the pro wrestling scene, or at least I didn't, and then the no sleep seats came along, and then I continued <laughs> on with PWCI this week. Chicago thought everybody down south of I-80 wasn't trained, wasn't any good. <coughs> Why, I made it a hobby of mine to inform, to get the word out, to showcase all the diamonds and rough that could be discovered. Well, and, and, and let's, let's be honest here. One to uh, go ahead. skip the training and think they're, they can just do it. Or just, I guess, I guess everybody thinks, I guess all the people who think they're a prodigy, <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, they give it back. You can't learn all the mechanics, the nuances. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just too old, old school. I mean, I was trained by Tim Lyle and Brian Lyle, and Brian was trained by Boogie Woogie Manager B. Valiant. I mean, yeah. you know, we came from the era where if you weren't serious or you got lippy or, you know, you got ahead of yourself, you were put in your place. And if it, it was a, whether that be a berating or if you do something in the ring that's dangerous to somebody else and you take some chops in the corner as retribution, you know, that's the way I was brought in. I, I just can't believe anybody could just be brought in and be like, look, you're the best, man. You could do this, you know. You, you know, we're going to put you in there with this other guy and he could do this because you have a great match. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, the reason why they avoid that, for the most part, is they don't book those guys where they would be in a position to do that to uh, a greenhorn. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, private, 
he said they don't. They're not in a position of uh, to to school the greenhorn in some places, um, and that's true too because some of these promoters will book rookies against rookies, and then it's like the blind leading the the blind and a deer in the headlights. When you book well, a see, rookie, as a, promoter, as, a, as a promoter, this is what I would do. Like Welch Howell brought in Mephisto and she, uh, Sly, right? Neil Diamond Cutter, and they were new. They were in their first year. I said. Guys, ring set up. Go have a match right now. Let me see what you can do. They worked each other. They had a beautiful match. I would I would say for rookies, especially four-star match, you know, good match, solid opener, you know, would pop the crowd. So I, I told the guys, all right, you're going to run that match tonight. You're going to do it exactly like that, and uh, we'll see how you pop the crowd, and then we'll, we'll decide what we're going to do in the future. That's how I handle it. I wanted to see him do it in front of me first. Make sure they knew what the hell they were doing. I'll, I'll give a prime example of when somebody lies about their credentials and somebody almost gets hurt, and uh, Sin is not going to believe that I remember this story. But circa February 2004, my brother booked Chris Sins, and Chris Sins lied to everyone about the amount of experience that he had because he was in the ring training with my trainer, Finn, and the guy's doing a basic lockup with Finn and, and, uh, and a go-around and almost broke Finn's arm. Did I uh, – I don't remember. Did I tell him to back off? Because if somebody gets – puts me in a vulnerable position, man, I'm very vocal about it. Did I say anything um, to him? You allowed him to work the Battle Royal that night, and he was never booked again. Okay, okay. Is that what, yeah, I would, I, you know what? I've done that guys before, yeah. I'd be like, if, if I lock up with them, if I'm trying them out, if they get a little bit, if, if I feel like something's off about them, they won't be on the show, and at most will be in a Battle Royal, and I'll warn everybody. Stay the hell away from them, light them up if he gets by you, and just throw them over. <laughs> you know? He's just a body. Um, and I can't get inside the story because he has he passed away last year. Um, that's sad, but he did lie about his credentials in trying to get booked at that time, and and unfortunately, I had to be the bearer of bad news. Um, he was he was yeah. doing a basic arm lock and you know basic chain wrestling when you start a match with somebody with Finn and and Finn like looked at me. He's like, because Finn like rolled out of the ring and he's like, Sean, come talk to me, and he's like evaluate what you just think you saw. I said, he didn't know what he was doing and almost broke your arm. And he was like, yeah, that's what I kind of thought. I just wanted to make sure that you saw that. And this is, this is a prime example. You can't lie about your credentials because when you get somebody in the ring, you're going to know real quick how much experience they have. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, Crime Fighter, talk to us about PWA this past weekend. The big 10-year anniversary event is in the record books, and uh, we've got a huge announcement on somebody that's going to be coming to challenge for that PWA heavyweight championship sooner rather than later. Well, I was pretty surprised that we had 285 people in the house, which was our second highest attendance ever. I didn't think it was going to get that high, but it did, and... That that is uh, great. I I know how long PWA has been waiting to break over the 250 mark, and that's not a shot at PWA or any of the promoters. That is that is, I, I'm ecstatic with that news. It's taken a long time 
for Springfield to be back, built back to what it was. And I don't know, because I realized I never made any of the New Midwest shows, but I don't know that New Midwest ever had crowds that big. I just don't know oh, that yeah, because I wasn't down there. Um, so, you know, we're, I we're do know many... that. I do know that because I was there for all but a couple of their shows over their history. But, yeah, we had 300, we had three, about 325 when we had two ring Battle Royal, Royal Rumble back in October. So this was a, probably the second highest. We had three. Just a lot of people came up for the Mississippi Madman uh, Rumble, even despite Kevin Nash canceling at the last minute or right. falling ill. Um, right. We had eight matches. I think about three hours that night. <laughs> no wonder why you were tired. <laughs> yeah, no wonder I was tired. I, was, I slept till noon the next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I had a long day Saturday, and I even took in a – to a video game in Bloomington for the morning. So, yeah, my day was long. Uh, we had a hot opener, Cardini versus Jake Lander, and that was a brutal hardcore match, which ended with a Spanish fly through a table on the outside, and it, it was crazy. Um, the main event, oh, was a steel cage match. We had new champions, Derek Moss and IJ Sweet defeated Casey Jackson and Tom Arson. IJ Sweet was a very bloody mess. Ugh. I don't know how they pulled it off, and I don't know how he pulled off doing um, just a splash off the top of the cage, but he pulled it off. Um, Harley regained the women's title. She took it from Raven Black and... Spencer Farris retained the regional heavyweight title. He's also known as Pixel Dan because he's a big-time toy collector and has a YouTube channel devoted to that. Well, he's going to be challenged by the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, who's coming September the 10th. Yes, he's already coming to Springfield for the Lucky Horseshoes in July, but he's not wrestling or he's just making an appearance. And plus... The autograph, you're paying for the autograph only. It doesn't even include the ticket to the game. Wow. But people want to be met Cordona Wrestle, and uh, people are excited. Matt Cordona. Matt Cardona versus Spencer Powers, as long as Spencer can hold on to the PWA Regional Heavyweight Championship for the next couple of months. That'll be a barn burner and a half. Um, you know, and let's face it, uh, PWA did have a real steel cage down in Springfield uh, this past weekend. Not not that uh, chicken wire clusterfuck bullshit. Yeah, that's awesome. I do want to also point out uh, our next show will be the Chris Barrel Memorial Show. Our ref, one of our referees passed away from uh, cancer and complications from. Uh, so be a charity event and a $5 admission fee for that. If you want to donate more to uh, Barrel's family, uh, they'll be collecting for that, and they'll be doing a silent auction. Then we'll be making a trip town, Illinois, on June 25th. So we'll have two successive weeks uh, coming up in the latter half of June. 
All right. We'll get that and, in there. Stick and the last, and the last thing that I want Crime Fighter to touch on, because I know his time here tonight is limited. The news has broken. Yeah. We are going to see the return of Dreamwave Wrestling again. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be show number 103. Three um, years after their previous event, and then all announced kind of put a kibosh on any thought of bringing back to life in 2020. Uh, yes, and, and to be honest, I didn't think that – I didn't see this happening. I did not uh, – you know, uh, Sin and I have talked about it, and I talked with many others about it. They have announced a date. Now, whether this will be the show date or the, the date that they make the announcement about the upcoming event, uh, that annou- the, the date on their Facebook is A2. Um, oh, it'll be a I, I, I don't know. That date's too close to be an actual show date. I really think that's probably an announced date, but that's my opinion. They got three months to promote. June, July, August, starting this week of May. Three months is plenty of time to promote. You think? Don't come out. Just don't. They'll draw a minimum 250 people just because it's Dreamwave. That's correct. That's true. They will will turn out. If they announce it a month ahead of time, they will turn out. Three months is plenty of time. The one thing that was on Facebook that kind of bummed me out, though, like like the second or third post somebody put when they just put that date was, I wonder who they're bringing in to do signings. Like, I'm like, it, it, that was the one thing that always bothered me about that company, that, you know, it, it was successful. I'm proud of them. It's great they were in the area. But, you know, it was always some of the fans. They didn't even care about the indie guys. They just would come to see somebody sign, to get their autograph signed, you know, or get an autograph there signature. There is a group. There's a group of wrestling fans out there that are autograph collectors. And LaSalle is in the perfect spot between Chicago, Rockford, Peoria, the Quad Cities. They're gonna if they want an autograph from the guest, they're gonna come. It's yep. not that big of a drive, although now it may be a when they were booking on a monthly, they always brought in a big name to sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. What worked? Yeah, that's yeah. that's really what got them over. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I don't know if they'll do. I mean, I never was an autograph collector, and seeing what the Undertaker is charging for autographs, I'm glad I don't collect autographs. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about that I later tonight. $200, bring a hole in my pocket. I need it for yeah. gas money. Yeah, I would look. Baker at the airport in his prime. Right. <laughs> um, Crime Fighter, are there any events this weekend coming up that you want to hype real quick? Because like I said, I know your time is limited. All right, I'll do the you. quick rundown. Zero One is having a weekend of shows. The 28th and the 29th. Uh, they're doing a Lethal Lottery Tournament, I believe, on one of those days. Now, I did point out, I did express some concern that the last time they did a weekend of shows, they 
did way too many matches and not enough fans to see them. So how do they make their money back? It's like I had imagine they ate a big loss. So they gotta be careful when they're doing this. One show's enough. They don't need to do. They don't need to bite off more than they can chew. But that's my opinion anyway. Um, Fergus Osborne Auditorium in that tune. The Sunday show will start at five o'clock. We're wrestling which is the Chicago promotion that's going down to Collinsville, Illinois, on the 28th at the Gateway Convention Center. Uh, Stripe Pro Wrestling will be having a festival show in Shawneetown, Illinois, on Friday the 27th. It's Posey Avenue and Lincoln Boulevard. I'm guessing is where it is. That's way deep in Southern Illinois. Journey Pro Wrestling in Kansas City, Missouri, at 1328 Angus Avenue. That's Friday the 27th. Dynamo Pro Wrestling in Arnold, Missouri at the Eagles Club. One's well, got a lot of Friday shows. Interesting. Cape uh, Championship Wrestling in Cape Girardeau, Missouri at the AC Brace Arena on the 28th. And IWA Productions in Mount Vernon at the IWA Event Center on the 28th. That's the shows I have downstate Illinois, Missouri right now. Uh, yep, that's it. FTLWrestling.LiveJournal.com if you want to uh, get that schedule information or links to their websites. All right, and I will bring you the updated schedule from, um, I can't believe that I've even got this list up. Uh, This weekend, you will see Galley at the Mole de Mayo in Chicago on the 28th and 29th. Freelance Underground in Thornton, Illinois on the 28th. Warrior Wrestling in Collinsville, Illinois on the 28th. Uh, and I believe that's going to be it. Um, ah, Atlanta Pro Wrestling at Richton Park on the 29th. And that is your weekend of events this weekend. Uh, as I call it, Warfare Weekend. Uh, when I was running my backyard promotion, we actually had a weekend of events um, that I, I dubbed warfare weekend during memorial day um it's a good name if you're going to run memorial day weekend warfare weekend um so oh, you know yeah. last side of my half um i took the week off this week for pwci next week uh we'll get back at it we'll start the first part of the melson family wrestling uh, matches from that we'll have lead it off with the hall of fame induction ceremony of steve kane that'll be next I'll be posted this weekend as I had once I get it updated with the uh, obituary notice. Um, that'll be posted forward on my YouTube channel at tiny.cc slash pwci. Add a dash R or a dash E for Rumble and Oddity, respectively. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there's one last thing. Um, that, you know, I'm not even going to ask crime fighter to stick around for this because we talked about this last week with PWX. Um, they canceled an event in this area in the month of June, but they've got another one. They're going to be running Nick's on six in LaSalle, uh, the end of the month, it's going to be an outdoor at the end of June. It's going to be an outdoor event. Um, they're going to Berwyn and, and this is my problem with them going to Berwyn. We have eight companies running Berwyn uh, right now from what my sources have told me. 
we don't need nine to ten sources at the Berwyn Eagle, uh, nine to ten wrestling companies at the Berwyn Eagles Club. It doesn't make sense. Furthermore, they are advertising this match between the Wild Man Beast and Fabian Barbosa as the first ever Berwyn leather strap match. If you're going to step into Berwyn and you're not going to look up the history of AAW in that venue or the history of any other wrestling company that has run that venue, maybe you shouldn't use the phrase first ever. Because I promise you, there have been leather strap matches in, in uh, Berwyn. There have been tons of other kinds of matches in Berwyn. And I, I see this as a way to try to grab people's attention. And I'm sorry to say this, but I don't see anything on this advertised card uh, you got Jimmy Smooth, Angela, Aaron Stone, DOJ, Chris Mercer, Pretty Boy Floyd, Damian Blackwell, Kurt Alexander, and some guy na- named Guerrero. That is your card for this Berwyn Eagles show on July 9th. I don't see any difference from that and in, in, in any of the other companies that are running Berwyn, other than this is lower quality than some of the other companies that are running Berwyn. Agreed. Agreed. That's the only difference. I was going to make that point when you were done. I was just going to say the difference is the locker room, and there's way too many Chicago locker rooms in that area that are already packed with super talented guys. And it's just not a, an area you want to run. It's it's way too congested right now. And then uh, their, their show at Knicks on 6th, the 25th, I'm looking at this poster. We've got a mixed tag match. We've got Good the beat. Looks good. good. Um, we've got Fabian Barbosa. We've got a plethora of Lucha guys, which I didn't really, you know, maybe, maybe if RCW or Wicked back in the day would have tapped into the Lucha market when there was a prevalent, um, uh, Mexican American audience here, it might've worked, but I don't see this working now. It's, it, it's um, just not. I Actually, I worked for a company in Chicago for a while. That was a lucha company, and uh, the draw is amazing. But, you know, you really have to target those areas. Like if I was going to book a lucha show, it would be in Depew if I was going to do it around this area. You, you know, no offense, or Mendota. You know what I mean? Just because there's a high Latino community, so it would be a draw. So, you know, I, that's just how I would approach it. But, I mean, that's just from experience working in a lucha company in the Chicagoland area. The, the draws were insane. Insane. I just I couldn't believe how much more lucha drew than uh, American style wrestling in the Chicagoland area. Um, and then the last thing that I want to point out here is this: this is their description on their Facebook page. PWX has provided entertainment for the greater Chicagoland area for the past two decades. Under new management, we have grown and expanded into one of Illinois' top and upcoming wrestling promotions. Um, my problem with this is this. A couple months ago, there was a video posted by Will Price, who was behind Powerhouse Wrestling being at the Total Wreck and was going to help RWF run there uh, with Sin and I in 2011 and uh, tried to help RWF run there in 2016 and 2017. Um, But he did an interview with Beast and Jimmy Smooth where Jimmy Smooth said, we are not the powerhouse of of the the last days. We have nothing to do with them. We don't want to be tied to them. But your Facebook page says otherwise. You can't. You, you know, you which was stupid anyway because we, uh, you and I know how much you paid for that company. 
Yeah. And it was it was way above what it was worth. And yeah. uh, to pay that much, obviously isn't to pay for what he was getting because the material, like the ring and so forth that he got, was like a pittance of what he paid. So he had to be buying it for the name, the, the, the link, you know what I mean? So when you right. do something like that, you have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge the past because you're buying that company. You're investing in that company because that is a driving motivation, something you can push, something you can use. And when you come in, make sure you get the old footage too. You want to have those old matches on tape. Make DVDs, make Blu-rays, whatever you can. They'll sell at shows, you know, and there's just a way to do this, and they're not doing it right. PWX started, I don't remember the exact year, but we all remember how they started. Their first event was an all-ages event out at the Silver Slipper Saloon, and that is when Steve Kane and I threw in, our, threw in the towel and said, this is bullshit. Nobody should be running all-ages at a location like that, ever. And then, outside, well, not no, you don't have to go inside the silver slipper, Sean. I don't necessarily hate that idea. I know Punk um, had a problem with that too. Back when Punk was working for RCW, RCW well, that show, ran the show, and Punk had a problem with it. Uh, that show actually got rained out. My problem was um, that show, while I was going to be allowed to attend, was not open to all ages. The only reason I was going to be allowed to attend was because I was on the setup crew for RCW. You cannot expect families and fr- uh, families to come out, even if it's an outdoor show, at a location where you've got a porn store where you know daddy can get a blowjob or go see some titties within walking distance. I I think that's a wrong way to promote an all-ages show. That's just me personally. I would never do it. It was a bad visual, but the point is. Yes. And I don't know. I, I think, I've been there. I watched concerts there. You can. It's a totally separated area where, they're, where, where the performances are, their stages. From, you can get to the titty bar from there. But, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be people watching that door. You can't get in unless... You're 18 or older, and if you're not 21, you have to wear a big shirt that says it that's like neon yellow. I've, I've been in there. I know it. I, I've been well, there with friends, me, and I've been there me, for events. You can block uh, it off, and they do. Let me, um, let me yeah. spill some other on this. Um, their first sh- uh, No, this is not the first show. Um, but the first show actually had Nick Brubaker and a couple other people on it. Um, C-Red went, and this is when C-Red decided, because he pulled up and saw Triple X, because they didn't tell him the location of the show, and C-Red says, I'll never work for him again. Oh, um, no, not C-Red. No, no, no. That'd be like bringing Botch there. You know, know what I mean? When he was still, you know, that's a um, horrible idea. Um, I, I just don't agree with it. And then they have ran, let's see, they've ran Ottawa, Sandwich, Cedar Point, Princeton, and Streeter, and uh, we're supposed to do some stuff here in Peru last year. That didn't happen. Um, so they've ran around, and they don't – I don't I don't understand how they don't get it. I, I really don't. I, I, don't I don't understand. He must have way more money than I know because I don't understand how they stay in business, honestly. Uh, I just it, – I don't get it. Unless some of those guys that I used to work with aren't getting paid jack – which is totally wrong because 
That's all they got, you know? Um, and here's the other thing with this company. They want to align themselves with the AWA. The AWA is fucking dead. The AWA has been dead. I'm trying to remember they that guy. Dale Gagner. Yeah, that guy. Dale, Dale Gagner, um, who is trying to pass himself off as one of the Ganyas, is who Jimmy Smooth knows and probably got the blessing to run under AWA under. Here's the f- fun fact for everybody. Vince McMahon still owns the trademark to the American Wrestling Association. Period. The end. Yeah, he has it on WWE Network. I mean, I, I, I don't understand that either. But getting back to my earlier point, so you're going to ignore the t- complete history of powerhouse wrestling in this area. You're not going to put out, like, when Dreamwave opened, to Jay Repsol's credit, they put the Legends of LaSalle DVD out, which featured matches of RCWs from the early days. That was a great move. This did not happen with Powerhouse, because he didn't buy the, the rights to the footage. God only knows who has all the footage. I don't know that Tim Lyle has it. Uh, I know that at one point when I was training under Sin, he had a bookcase with old Powerhouse tapes on it. I don't know. How many of those he still has, but you paid a big amount of money. You paid a big amount of money for Powerhouse. You changed the name. You didn't get the original Powerhouse belts that, you know, the one that Botch held or the nice set of tag belts. What did, what did you really get for the money that you paid? And furthermore, go ahead. He didn't get the belt that Kane held. Kane was the first guy to hold the title. That belt's got to be worth something. You know what I mean? I mean, Kane held that title. So wouldn't you think that belt would be the one you'd want? It it yeah, boils. You can see that. It boils. Well, Kane may have it. Oh, well, I know. Maybe. It boils down to the mentality of this. Beast and Jimmy Smooth are able to get people to invest in this company the same way that Joey Grunch has for all of this number of years. That's why they're still in existence. And I pointed this out to people way back in the day when I found out people were funding Joey Grunge and not funding the RWF that were working for me. I said, do you guys realize if you were to help fund Sean, Sean could continue to run shows around here. But you guys want to pump your money into Joey Grunge. Or furthermore, now they want to pump their money into Jimmy Smooth and Beats. When, I, look, I'm not claiming that I'm perfect next to those two, but I could outbook those two on, on my deathbed. On my deathbed, I could outbook those two and then promote a better event. That's not a, you know, it's not to say that Beast hasn't done some cool stuff over the years in, in wrestling promotions that he's been involved in. But I see it like this, and I said this from the inception of PWX. They are trying to create the magic that was once had in Princeton with HCWA Midwest, and they don't have all the elements. They don't have me. They don't have Fast Eddie. They don't have John Kamek. You don't have a formula for success here. You have a recipe for disaster. And the proof is in the pudding when they ran the Streeter High School and it didn't work. And, uh, and look, Dreamwave will reclaim the mantle when they run again. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Dreamwave is always going to be the, the, the in company in the South Peru area now. I mean, they just had too good of a run for too long. They're the in company. They're the WWE of our area. 
they are the top product. Um, people realize when I brought RWF to the Illinois Valley in 2016, I did it because Dreamwave was rumored to be closing. Little did I know when I brought it in in 2016 that AAW would be coming in to take over to fill the void of Dreamwave. I didn't know that when I booked the first event. Here's an honest statement from me, 100%. Repsol was running um, uh, RCW, and Freeman was, when we, we, we ended up putting them out of business. That's just what happened. We, you know, we, were, we wanted to run. We knew we were going to run. They came around first, but we already knew I, I was going to do a promotion. So, you know, in the end, that's just what happened. But then I, I got to say on the flip side, I am totally glad my company was done. I had finished running promotion when Repsol came back because there's no way I could have competed with Dreamwave. The, the, the level of uh, star talent that was brought in there uh, from name perspective and from all around quality of wrestling what, is just as good as anything you're going to see anywhere. And not to mention the whole look. The lighting, the music, everything's just done top-notch by them. They, they and, and Repsol gets credit. Look, Repsol and I, you know, we've had our differences, but at the end of the day, the man's got more my respect more than anybody else. Um, because, you know, a lot of people, and even I said this when he announced that Dreamwave was co- coming. It's like, man, you can't strike lightning in a bottle twice. Well, I'll be damned if he didn't. He did. Oh, he yeah. damn, you know, the only he, downside was that everybody was expecting it to be the Undertaker there, remember? Um, is, you know, when they first showed the grave, like they're coming back, everybody's like, oh my God, they're going to have the Undertaker. <laughs> and, you know, they ended up not, but it was fine. I mean, the show was still huge. So It was. And you have to go back and look at um, who is the. Uh, you have to go back and look at and see who's been released that was part of the Dreamwave roster to kind of get an idea of who may be showing up at this uh, reunion. Now, the other question is this. We know that Repsol did a one-and-done last time. Does Repsol have the itch to do another one-and-done, or is this going to be a reformation of Dreamwave? Only time will tell. Crimefighter, you got any final thoughts on that? Uh, I can see that. Dreamweb will be back, but with, but not, let's say, every month, maybe every other month or maybe every quarter. I, I You know what? I think that's I know, fine. I, like, it's a lot of work. It is. And, and Sven I and I have really. talked about this. This area needs to be revived. PWX should, should not be the only promotion left standing around here. And everybody knows that if I, if I had the means and resources to do it, RWF would be running. I just don't have the ability to do that right now. I'm going to be breaking some news here on the second half of this program as, as to what's going on in my life. Um, but you know what? I'm happy with what I accomplished with the RWF in this area. There was money raised for some great charities. We all know what happened in 2019 and, and, and how I got screwed out of what was basically going to be my redemption event and, and actually – making my uh, stake in this area the way I had always hoped to. We know what happened with that. Things didn't pan out the way they, they were supposed to. But at the end of the day, I busted my ass uh, in this industry in Illinois and, and the Midwest for 20 years. I'm grateful for every opportunity that I've been given. I'm thankful that I got to work alongside of promoters like Jay Repsol and Tim Lyle and even John Kometz and various others and obviously Ed Schumann to be able to even make RWF a thing. 
And I'm thankful for the talent that passed through RWF, not just to Kyle O'Reilly, guys like Machine, Rough Crossing, all of the guys that have passed through a locker room that have ever worked for me, I'm, I'm thankful that I've ever came in contact with. Dreamwave Wrestling, while, while you know, I, I put it down and put it down, at the end of the day, you've got two top promotions in Illinois in the last decade. Dreamwave Wrestling and AAW. Freelance has been up and growing ever, uh, for a very long time, and they're almost to that level. Uh, we also have to give credit where it's due to the Archdiocese of Chicago in funding Warrior Wrestling. That thing has really started to take off. Um, but that's it for your top promotions in Illinois that have the production value and the quality of talent to be able to stand. To, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this. You could put Dreamwave or AEW in Chicago head-to-head with an AEW house show. Not a taping of Rampage or Dynamite, but an AEW house show. And I think that they would still stand tall against an AEW house show. Because they've got that production Uh, value. You're forgetting on the Illinois side of like You're breaking up, Tammy. You'll have to repeat. We kind of re- consider them the dream wave of the St. Louis area because they bring in a monthly guest. Ah, uh, yes, that's I see that you and Herb, Sim- Herb Simmons. Yeah, um, yes. and look, um, I don't know that their production value is as high as Dreamwave. I mean, I, I do know that Herb pumps some serious money into his product. Um, video quality wise, I, I would consider the same. Yeah. Yeah. And and he did that uh Herb did that huge show that was at some fairgrounds where they had all those legends. That was back in October and that thing almost sold out. So I mean, you know, the, there are promoters like that that understand what it takes to make Illinois thrive. And there are other promoters that don't understand. And everybody can sit here and point fingers at Sean. Well, Sean, you've always said that you've got the the, the magic formula. I have a good formula. I can sit here today and tell everybody that if everything in West Dundee would have panned out the way that it was supposed to, people would probably be looking at me in a different light right now. I had a lot of good shit planned for West Dundee that just didn't end up panning out because I contacted a booking agent that through a booking agency I will not name that is not reputable by any uh, definition of the word. And there were other things that uh, happened that Unfortunately, we're beyond my control, so those events didn't happen. But I can tell you, I've got a damn good formula. Sin has seen the formula. It's good. It will get the job done. Uh, the, the other thing is this. Um, a lot of people fund their own wrestling. We need to get back to the days in Illinois and even the Midwest where wrestling is booked as entertainment and is paid for as such on fairs and festivals. Because there are some that will do it and some that won't. All right, closing thoughts on hour one, you two. Yep, I'm in now. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Carl. You have a wonderful night, brother. All right. All right. Memorial Day weekend. Yes, you too, brother. We'll talk soon. All right, we are going to take our song break now, and we will be right back with hour two of Rampage Rants, Thursday Night Turmoil, live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk 
Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Marin presents TNT on BTR with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Grab in wrestling fans and get ready, because it's TNT and it's dynamite. This is Hour 2 of Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil here on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. This is a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host. The Saltless Winter Sin. And we are back, and uh, you know what? We, we couldn't really speak on this last night, but tonight I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak on it. Here we go. Turn this up here. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? I'm ready. Well, we've got some news. Monday, 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 June 13th, at the Pop Wrestling event in Chicago, Illinois. I will be there. But I won't be coming alone. You see, (laughs) you see, the thing about it is this. This has been an event that has been going on for a number of years. I hear they've got a champion. And, uh, well, when I said I wasn't coming alone, I'm bringing my original trainer. That's right. June 13th, Pop Wrestling, Chicago, Illinois. I am bringing the Sultan of Slither Sin. What does this mean? Well, boy, you know, this is going to there, – it's going to mean a lot of things. For one <laughs> – I don't know that in my career I have ever managed Finn. So th- this is going to be a first time for everything on that. Uh, we have been um, – we, we, we worked a match together where I was uh, managing his opponent years and years ago. But um, Finn knows the managerial skills that I bring. He also – because he trained me, he knows me better than anyone. So I've got a guarantee for everybody here tonight. I guarantee that by the end of June 13th, Sin will be your new pop wrestling champion. I guarantee it. If I have anything to do with it. I don't know who's in the match. I don't care. You know, that's not a prediction, is it? Uh, No, that's a fact, child. (laughs) That's That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler, just like Paul says. And and do you know do you know why we are going to come through and destroy everybody that is a part of this pop wrestling locker room? I'm going to tell everybody why. 
because we are the end, and evil never dies. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a very, very good night. I'm, I'm excited. I am very excited. And, you know, Sam is making a return there. There is somebody else, too, that you're forgetting. Mel Storm. Mel Storm is going to be ring announcing that night. Yes. Um, She's been in the U.S. for a number of years. Uh, yes, she was actually supposed to be a ring announcer at Wrestle Wars uh, 3 scheduled for Princeton in uh, September of 2017. We know that event didn't end up happening. Um, we won't go into why. We don't need to rehash that. But, um, yes, there's, there's going to be a lot of talent coming out of the framework for this. Um, what this also means is as of right now, unless I pick up another booking in the month of July, um, June 13th will be my final appearance on the Illinois wrestling scene. I um, have waited to, to kind of break this news, but I am relocating to California in August. Um, it, it's time for me to uh, not say goodbye. It's never goodbye. I've been in the wrestling business 20 years. You never say goodbye. You say see you later. Um, and, and there are a lot of people that don't believe that I'll have anything to do with the wrestling community out there. And I'm here to tell you, you're dead wrong. Uh, new beginning for me in a lot of ways, all of the bad shit that has followed me in Illinois for the past 20 years will have no chance of touching me in California. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, nervous, but I'm here to also say this, there are going to be some events that are, uh, plans are already in the works that I will be returning to Illinois for. Um, once those dates have been announced. Um, so you haven't seen the last of me yet. You ain't going to get rid of me that easy. Um, oh, we were I so hope... excited, Todd. You ruined it at the end. Like, no more, John, yes. Oh, he's come back. You know, it's, um, I also hope to have some news. There's some things in the works for one final evening of uh, some last inductions into the icons of the Illinois Valley. Before I go, um, we're going to try our best to make something happen. There's a list of people that uh, Sin and I and, and, and other colleagues on the board of directors at the uh, icons of the Illinois Valley have been going over that we've got to make contact with to see if we can make happen. Um, and this will be the last hurrah for that for now. Um, that's not to say that if somebody contacts me and says, Sean, we want to induct so-and-so into uh, Illinois Valley icons, um, that we won't do it. Um, but they have to come through me to get that blessing. I own the rights to that uh, icons of the Illinois Valley um, name. It's, it's actually trademarked. Um, so we, you know, um, we'll be working on that. I also want to bring an announcement. We are going to be bringing back Wrestling Authority Radio it's, it's kind of been on the back burner. Katie has been dealing with illness. I've been dealing with moving. It is going to be coming back. We're going to be working on that. Sin and I are going to be having a meeting uh, probably next week when he's over here to watch AEW and kind of sitting down mm-hmm. and, and uh, pick, picking our brains and starting to book guests for the return of Wrestling Authority Radio. want to remind our listeners that is the uh, show that actually started this whole thing with us podcasting. It's news and interviews. Um, with real people in the sport of professional wrestling, whether they be a manager, a commentator, a referee, a promoter, a wrestler, um, whatever, they are welcome uh, on this platform. They always have been. 
So that means the promoters roundtable will be coming back by the end of the year. I promise you when I make some connections with some uh, California promoters, we're going to be inviting them to be a part of this. And uh, even though I am moving, the podcast will be continuing. So I wanted to bring that news here tonight um, before we continue too much further. Now, I obviously, we have to address the thousand-pound elephant in the room. We have AEW to talk about. We have a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Um, so Raw will probably be discussed, if we, even if we roll into some overtime tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about WWE in the later half of this section of the show. Um, but, I, I mean, I... too much fun about AEW this week. We've, we've got to backtrack to talk about AEW last week before we talk about this week because there's some major news that um, Sin and I were not fully not aware of. We, yeah. Huh? Uh, we, oh, we I was were just not, saying that more recently came out. Uh, <clears throat> we were not originally made aware of this, but we had an indication. And here's what it is. Last Wednesday's, not last night's, last Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite told the story that it needed to tell um, in terms of everybody looking at it for what it is. And I want you to hear me because I'm going to pull this up. And, uh, Finn, I want you to go ahead and take lead here because I want to pull up this clip so I can kind of get the uh, numbers that were given on this. Oh, I didn't talk about the rating. Yeah, yeah, this is how well we did not know this last week when when we were talking about the show, and uh, I think the ratings kind of back up some of the stuff we said last week. We kind of knew where they were going to lose the crowd. The whole thing with Jericho and Eddie Kingston, nobody cares. And what's said is Jericho's working his tail off. He's Horton's not not the same guy he was in the ring, you know, ten years ago even, but. Uh, He's still great on the stick. I mean, the way he's killing Regal on the stick is just, oh, my God, sick heel work. You know, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, I mean that, that was just a horrible, horrible uh, segment, and it just went on way too long. And what uh, do you have stats for that up yet, Sean? I'm just curious. Um, I, what was, what I, was the viewership on that, that, that segment? AEW Dynamite uh, TV rating, and what was last Wednesday's date? Let me look at my lovely calendar here. Would have been okay, for well, May 18th. I know that segment tanked. I know that segment tanked. And then the women's match that they booked with uh, Hoogie Boogie Yogo, whatever her name was, they might as well call her Foofy Fluffy, because she just ran around the ring and that dopey and would kept trying to fall sideways to headbutt her. And just kept missing and smoking her head off the ring. I, I don't know what that gimmick was. I was just like, what is, I mean, maybe it's a Japanese culture thing, but I looked at that and I was just utterly confused why that was on TV. I was like, what, what, what is she doing? <laughs> um, and I believe that so, probably got the lowest rating of the night. Um, they had, the show opened with nine, eight, nine hundred and sorry nine hundred thousand eighty four thousand viewers for the opening of Samojo versus Johnny Elite drop down to yeah, 959 for the Young Bucks Hardy Boys segment 
their conversation. Who cares about that? Yeah. Um, the next segment, uh, segment three, nine eighty five. So it went back up. Well, who was that? Do we know? Um, that was the Adam Page confrontation. Yes. Okay, yeah, punks involved, of course, rating spike. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I see that. And then uh, Keith Lee and, and Swerve versus the Workhorsemen. Um, so that, even, even though the Workhorsemen are not, you know, um, very, it's not to say that they're not talented. They're not a rating. But when they're getting more yeah. of a rating when where we're about to go, um, this is bad. This is very, very, very bad. Well, AEW is very good at starting shows, but they don't end them segment well. Segment four. The uh, is usually better than the main event. Segment four of the first hour, nine eighty three. That's yeah. for uh, Chris Statlander and Red Velvet confrontation, and the MJF promo and the whipping of Wardlow. Of course. After yeah. that segment, it's all downhill. Uh, we have the Trent Barreto, Rocky Romero promo, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. Um, it went from 983 to 917. Then we go to the wow. Jericho Appreciation Society segment, uh, which was 20 minutes, 20 minutes too long. They went from 983 to 917. And from 917 to 876. 876. You, so you they lost 100, over 100,000 people. That's correct. For the and I don't get I don't even get I, I, people are cheering him, but I just don't get Eddie Kingston. I don't see what why he, I don't I'm not entertained by his in ring work. His gear is just, he looks like he's in a backyard somewhere. I don't get it. I just don't get it. We had Britt Baker versus Maki Ito, which brought it back up to 900. Which is weird because that was that, that was the, G-man, the female wrestlers were, was just weird as hell in that and match. As, as Jim Cornette said more people wanted to see Maki Ito than see Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, how's that for kicking the nads? Oh. And now we're gonna break this down again because they're going back to the beginning. Nine eighty four, nine fifty nine, nine eighty five, nine eighty T eighty three relatively. Consistent for the first hour. The second hour, nine seventeen, eight seventy six for the Jericho endless segment. 900 for Britt versus Maki Ito. And the final segment with the serenade promo that we'll talk about, Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy, 777,000. They lost 200,000 people from the beginning of the show to the end. Oh. They lost 125,000 people over 15 minutes of Jericho spewing um, whatever it was that he needed to spew. Um, I'm also trying to find the clip here that talks about the key demo. Um, 
the key demo by the end of the night was a 0.33. Now, this is um, according to what this says, and this may even be a lower number than this, 430,000 viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic. That's not good. And I actually, I think I told Finn last night that I had heard, because Cornette had found some information to her co-host Brian last, that the key demo was actually more like under 400,000. Tony, I don't know what you're doing, but this isn't good news. No, no, that's, that's not, that's not how to be successful on TV. That's not how to therefore be successful as a company, the size of a company that he's running. Um, the overhead on talent there has to be insane. Um, but here's the strange part. I still find myself wanting to watch that pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? There are some great matches scheduled for that pay-per-view. And I still find myself watching them on TV every week because there's some great matches from them. But, man, I mean, the, the viewership's showing what they're doing wrong now. Now all they got to do is go, okay, that doesn't work. Let's stop doing it. You know, just have a little common sense here. You know, can we just have a little common sense? I don't think that's asking too much. Um, we started things off last night, AEW Di- Dynamite in Vegas. We started things off with Sean Spears versus Wardlow in the steel cage with MJF looking like Sean Michaels as a special guest referee. That was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, uh, I mean, the original Wardlow looked like a million bucks. So, <laughs> I mean, MJF doing his job. Everybody hates his ass. I mean, you know, say what you will. MJF is, uh, I, you know, Wardlow's got to hold his own too. I'm not. I'm giving him credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? He's been given a part to play, and he's doing it very well. Um, I'm just saying, yeah, working heel and face as I have, guys, guys like MJF makes it easier to be a face. <laughs> yes. Um, we. The most thickest bump in that thing last night in that cage match was when Wordlow grabs one of the referees, and Finn had never seen one of AEW's cage matches. He saw one, but he didn't understand what I meant when I said their their uh, cage touched the floor. And then Wardlow picked up the one. Uh, uh, wasn't a ref; it was a security guard. Yeah, security guard, and power bombed him onto the cage, and he fell between the cage and the ring, and. I wouldn't have taken that bump. I'm sorry you couldn't have paid me enough to do it. It looked dangerous. I don't know. On TV in a high high level angle, I would have taken it. <laughs> I'd have taken it. I'm honest. I'm honest. It's me being honest. At 49, I'd take, I would let Wardlow do that to me. Uh, and afterwards, I'd go into the back and go, "Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't kill me, so that must mean something went right. Thank you." <laughs> that was a good steel cage match. Um, you know, we, we, we got yeah, well, this thing. Go ahead. Spears is totally underrated. I just want to point that out. He had a he had a fantastic match. That guy does not get enough credit, no matter where he goes. And then we had more of Jericho's bullshit where Jericho threw a fireball in some jobber's face because he's a wizard. Wait, wait, wait. 
He's a wizard. I wanted to say it. He's a wizard. Um, and then, um, then I don't know why that still ends up entertaining. Anything stupid, Jer- Jericho can find a way to make it entertaining. I, I don't get it. Well, oh, keep in mind, keep in mind, he he found a way to make Moxley entertain me with Mitch the Plant. That's right. <laughs> Tony Schiavone in the ring, and we mind. had a conversation last night, Sin and I, that Tony Schiavone just, we love you. You have been great to the wrestling business, but you no longer fit. Um, yeah, your I services just, are no longer needed, Tony. It it just that's just and this. Thing. And this promo fucking dragged on. It it went way too long. Um, Punk is great on the mic. Adam Page needs some uh, some lessons from a guy like Punk. This promo went way too long. Way too long. Um, I blame that more on that hang, Hangman Adam Page. He just just kind of drudged along on the mic. I blame. You, you I know blame, what I'm saying. I blame the guy that has got the right to hit the mute button on the microphone. Um, Cause I've look, I have been ringside and had people, do, some of my sound guys do that to guys that would go out there and carry on. It's a shame. Nobody did that to Joey grunge in 2008 when he went to the ring after his match with Greg Valentine and spewed on for his, about his personal life for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was not a moment in indie wrestling. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a great match that night and Bob is fantastic. And, uh, um, uh, hammer was fat, fantastic. Uh, Valentine was really good to me. We had long conversations in the back, uh, <laughs> more about Joey grunge, you know, cause he wanted to work me instead of Joey cause he's worried about working him that night. But, um, you know, it's just uh, oh man, I don't I don't even know how to approach subjects like that at times. Uh, and plus, when it went long, they screwed up, and they and then they tried to rush the women's uh, little segment in there. You remember yes. that? Yes. And then it everything kind of was the timing looked off and everything. You're wondering why, and it's because the timing was off. She was over time when she was talking because Jericho won over on time and Thunder Rosa came out early. She didn't get to say all her shit to Dustin yet. You could tell. They are right. literally like, oh, fuck, I got to slap him. You know what I mean? They they, um, they they just took it to that spot so quick. Match two was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston against uh, a tag team that Finn is very impressed with, Private Party. Uh, yeah, super impressed. When they first came, when I first started seeing them come out, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm into this. You know what I mean? But boy, once you see them in the ring, damn! If you if you're a spot monkey fan or uh, high flying fan in general, these guys are a must watch. And not to mention just their overall tag team maneuvers and stuff. They're super entertaining. You know what I mean? It's they're they're, they're what every company needs uh, a, a tag team like that. You know what I mean? They're every, you know, they might be, might not be the guys that are going to win the titles. But they're the guys that are going to always have a great match. Absolutely, so, uh, those two very impressive yeah. match. And I mean, another- Moxley stuff was good, but but I, you know, again, Kingston, I just thought was kind of average. Um, we get a Donnie Brook here with uh, the the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Fight Club and. Um, 
Yeah, setting up. Is that was weird though. Did you catch where Jericho was like, we're going down there. We help our guys when we're in trouble, like putting down, you know, uh, Regal. And then that leaves Regal as a face sitting there having to say the horrible words of, well, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I shouldn't get myself in interfered with this or whatever he had to say, right? And, uh, okay, now you're making the heel look braver than the face. Come on now. You know, let's think about this a little bit. Right. Uh, I didn't uh, understand that ending. Then we have uh, uh, match three, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. FTR defend the titles against Ropungi Vice. Oh, uh, good stuff because it's FTR. I mean, can't hate on FTR. At least I, I have trouble doing it. And then the 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 uh, one two no Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon hit the ring. Oh yeah, that was that was really good. Uh, Jeff Cobb is a former guest of Wrestling Authority Radio, the former Matanza Cueto in Lucha Underground. This guy has been to Japan. We haven't been able to talk with him in a while because he's been in Japan. Very talented, very hot prospect. Jeremy, yes, said he's back now. It's time to get a hold of him again. Yes. Um, Matt and Jeff Hardy say that the Bucks um, and the Hardys have a ton in common, but um, they are going to prove that they are the GOATs, and they will delete the Young Bucks this Sunday. It should go that way. We'll see if it does. (laughs) Match four, Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, and Jungle Boy in a triple, well, three-way dance. Can't use the word triple threat. The rules are different. Yep. Yeah, obviously. Uh, they were just in the steel cage, too. We should point that out. Like, halfway through the match, Spears walked out of the cage without winning the match. The uh, weapons that weren't in the cell. Which, yeah. uh, why are they in the steel cage? Why are you in a steel cage if you could just walk in and out? The door was open half the time in that cage. Yeah, I don't get the psychology of that. Uh, well, because most people in AEW or booking uh, AEW have been Russo's mentality. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Swerve Strickland picked up the win in the three-way dance. Um, that, we got that was some a great man, We got uh, Hobbs here and, and setting up for this triple threat tag team match, which we'll talk about soon. Um, Dan Lambert has ordered a new TNT title for – Scorpio Sky, it will present be presented to him on uh, Rampage, considering Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara stole the other one. Then we get another segment with Tony Schiavone. This is Thunder Rosa. Um, I love her, but this promo just, it was misplaced. That, that, the problem is they're, they're rushing everything too much in there. You know what I mean? Right. Just because segments, some segments, some guys are just letting them go forever. And when that happens, other people have to suffer the consequences. And this is what happens to promos. When you send somebody out there and they're just kind of like, oh, just, just say this, but do it as quick as you can. You know what I mean? Things start getting messed up. Sometimes you can't fit everything. You got to cut a, cut a segment. Uh, was it Corny that was saying that? that I, I yeah. Saw? I was like, yeah. I 100% agree. 
Yes. You know? Uh, then we had the semifinal match uh, between Britt Baker, DMD, and Tony Storm. Didn't disappoint. Did, Did not, not disappoint. Britt Baker picks up the win. Uh, I think uh, that was probably the right call. Tony's pretty new into the company. Yes. Your you don't want to put over somebody like Britt yet. Your main event, Owen Hart men's tournament semifinal, Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. This was freaking brutal, man. Maybe, maybe for the first time, I watched it and went, okay, I can see how this, the main event was the match of the night. For the first time... Since watching AEW, which has been about, what, two months now? Yes. Somewhere in that area. Um, I watched one of their shows where I felt like the main event didn't happen earlier in the card, like in the first hour. Because normally the first hour is better than the second hour, and that's typically, judging by the ratings of last week, kind of how it goes. Um, but this this main event, you know, it was good. It was good. It, what it, 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 it was... Like, O'Reilly overachieved and Samoa Joe overachieved, I think. Joe, because of age, and it's, you know, it's been a minute. No, O'Reilly, just because he went out there and he had something to prove. So, yeah, uh, hats off, you know, thumbs up to him. That was just good stuff. You know, they went out there and they, they, they worked. They did their job. And it was it was fantastic. Um. Now yeah, we were I loved that match. It was great. It told the story it needed to tell. Um, they averaged 929,000 viewers last night for Dynamite. We will bring you the up-to-date um, hour-by-hour or segment-by-segment segment, uh, viewership next week because that's going to be the really um, telling number. Yes. Yeah, it's also be the telling number. We will also have the buy rate for the pay-per-view on next Thursday's program. We are going to go ahead and go over, um, well, let's, re- let's uh, re- uh, preview AEW Rampage for this Friday night. Preview. Um, what is the date? Today is the 26th, so that's going to be May 27, 2022. Um. The card for tomorrow night, you will see Scorpio Sky get his new TNT championship. The Young Bucks will be in action. This is one that, you know what, uh, this starts at 5.30 Central Standard Time tomorrow night. Uh, you may have to come over. I'll record this, and you can watch this when you get off work. Tomorrow night, uh, this, is a, match. this yeah. is a match that I would pay to see on the independence. I would have paid to see it years ago. Matt Seidel versus Brian Danielson. I love it when they have Seidel makes so many internet appearances on their show. And, oh, man, he just, he, you know, I'd love to see him on actual, getting him out there, get him on TV more than they've been utilizing him. You know what I mean? Super um, impressive. Just, just love his work and, you know, obviously, Brian Danielson, I mean, been fantastic. It seems like he was born to wrestle. He was one of those guys. He's one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? And then we will find out tomorrow night who will face Britt Baker at the pay-per-view. It's a semifinal match on the other bracket. Ruby Soho. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho versus Chris 
Statlander. I'm going for Ruby Soho on this. That's who I'd like to see in the finals against Britt Baker. But I don't think – isn't Ruby kind of more of a heel now? And, but they're trying to turn Britt I'm, I'm confused. So I don't know how that, that's going to work, but I'm hoping to see Ruby in the match. Um, special but start we'll time. We'll see. Special start time on TNT tomorrow night for an hour-long AEW Rampage, 5.30 Central Standard Time. Folks have been complaining about this. Realize this is not up to AEW. This is up to the networks that they are dealing with because of the other sports that the networks are accommodating. Oh, yeah. It all breaks down to money when it comes to what times things get on the air. It's like any other show. You know what I mean? Wrestlers, wrestling fans are going to have to understand you know, uh, if they could save money or, or, you know, make more money on a particular product or something that they could sell or put on, of course it's going to get the favorable time slot. That's just the way it is. And AEW is not to the point to where they can dictate their times yet. They're not WWE where they have like, hey, we want our stuff there on prime time kind of thing in their contract. You know what I mean? They can't. They just don't have that much stock put into them. And I think everybody will remember the days of Raw being um, preempted by the Westminster Dog Show. That happened, too. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, now they're smart. They have the shit put in their contracts. They're like, yes, we'll make this five-year contract, but you got to put us on prime time on this night, Fox or USA Network or whoever they're dealing with at the time. You know what I mean? And my understanding, uh, I saw an interview with Vince Mann when he talked about how WWE Network went to Peacock, and they made so much money, record record numbers. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it, it made the whole WWE Network attempt make everything worthwhile, the way it turned out in the end, getting that big score of Peacock. You know, so he could pay his guys. They have the money. He's not losing money. My, my concern with AEW is they're not in that same situation, and they might be losing money because of it, you know, and that's just what it is. All right. Your uh, pay-per-view, this, we've got to see what day this is on, May 29th. So that is that is going to be Sunday, I believe. Yes, Sunday, because they sometimes run their pay-per-views on Saturdays before, so. Uh, with AEW, it gets a little confusing. Um, maybe your football free... season they do. Maybe football uh, season they do Saturday, so they don't have to run against uh, Sunday night football now. That your, would make sense. Your pre-show or the buy-in match, as they've always called it, will be Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and a man that uh, Sin and I have worked on shows with in the past, Smart Mark Sterling. Yep. Um, like uh, Mark Sterling. Good, then uh, your oh, God, don't let this be the opening match. It'll be the drizzling shits. Uh, Jade Cargill with Kiera Hogan and Red Velvet versus Anna Jay for the CBS Championship. The House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King versus Death Triangle, Pac Penta and Ray Phoenix. The Hardys versus the Young Bucks. It's kind of weird they're giving it away on that show, isn't it? And they could have saved it for the pay. 
Uh, well, this is the pay-per-view. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I was thinking that, we, yeah, we finished the other show before. My bad. Um, then you've got the Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho, Matt Menard, as they call him, Fat Mike. Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, which they're just wasting. That kid is so damn talented. He needs to break free of this shit. Um, and Jake Hagar against Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, uh, Brian Danielson, and Moxley with William Regal. I don't know what this is, is going to be. be. Yeah, I don't it's, think we, any of us know exactly what that's going to be yet, do we? I was going to ask that. That is going to be a walking, wa- like walking, uh, watching a live car crash, uh, a demolition derby, um, all of the above. At least it's not going to be football field fuckery three. Cornette about had a coronary over that one. Wow, uh, I don't even know about that. Well, you know when when you've got uh, when you're doing a pay per view and you sell out the pay per view and you're going to go over to a football stadium or keep that uh, those two teams in Florida when the pay-per-view is in Vegas to do this match in an empty football stadium, yeah, people are going to be pissed. Yep. Um, MJF versus Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he will be granted his release from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow can never wrestle again in AEW. So you know Do any of us Wardlow to win? <laughs> yeah. um, I expect Dr. Britt Baker to take on Ruby Soho. They haven't done a lot with Chris Statlander for a while. They kind of pushed her push to the wayside. Um, yeah, I think that's Samo- what's going to happen, too. Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, baby. I'm looking forward to that. Especially after seeing uh, the match we just saw on uh, TV, that way, like Joe really brought it. I didn't think he still had that kind of uh, endurance, or uh, I mean, his ability to work is still there. You know, he didn't show it in the Fed as much, showing a lot more of it here now. Like maybe he's just happier with his whole situation in the company. I don't know, but he's definitely doing a lot more now that he than he was doing in WWE. Then you've got Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage versus Team Taz, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs with Taz versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I have a question. Why is FDR not on this pay-per-view? I got another question. Why is Taz not managing his own son? Well, that's a good question, too. Why is he managing somebody else? I don't understand that. If you have him and his son under contract, uh, I don't understand that decision. I'm your just saying. A- your AEW World Women's Championship on the line, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Uh, it'll be a good technical match. I'll give you that. And then I don't you know if Serena Deeb can deliver from, from a uh, entertainment standpoint, can it pull it off? Because her segment was pretty dismal. Your main event of the evening at Double or Nothing. Hangman Adam Page defends his AEW World Heavyweight Championship against CM Punk. And that's what's going to sell all the pay-per-view tickets. 
And we uh, we have a prediction or a spoiler here. We predict that CM Punk will walk out this Sunday as the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion so he can walk into the AEW NJPW Forbidden Door pay-per-view on June 26th in Chicago at the United Center as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Well, if they don't do that, Good luck feeling, uh, Rosemont. That's all I got to say. If Punk doesn't win that title, I don't know. If he doesn't win it then, I mean, how you, how are you going to solve Rosemont without him and being a veteran? Um, and that's kind of what's going on. It's a large venue. Uh, United Center, not that's Rosemont. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it used to be. Now it's – United Center have been in there too. Yep. I mean, we live close enough, dude. I've been to events there. It's, it's, dude, it's huge. I've seen bands there. That place is massive. They I actually want to saw Lincoln, out. I actually saw Lincoln Park in concert there years and years ago before uh, uh, Chester's unfortunate um, dismay, we will Passing. say. Yes. Yeah. It was a damn good concert. Um. We do have some news here. We're going to break here. Um, Sin, is there anything from the land of WWE you must talk about tonight? Um, no, I think we can hold off on WWE till next week. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, Killer Cross has, was originally planned to be Wardlow's mystery opponent. How did they fumble this? We're going to have to pull this up. We're going to read this. Um, boy. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Tony Khan is still claiming that Ring of Honor will be a separate brand from AEW. Well, he's not showing it on television. That's for damn sure. Um, This is what he said. I'd love to get Ring of Honor weekly TV series or streaming series, wherever it ends up going very soon. This is something that should have been done before you brokered the sale, you moron. I totally agree. I'm sorry. I I totally agree with that statement. I hate it. I hate being hard on that company so often, but some of the things they do uh, are hard to wrap your head around. You know what I mean? Um, Sometimes it's totally kind of. Tony Khan must be too much of a mark the way the guys take advantage of him. The original plan was for Killer Cross to be the mystery opponent for Wardlow instead of uh, uh, the former big cast, but it did not happen because Cross was worried about his debut without Scarlet. Huh. Very wise man. I agree. Didn't realize that is his wife. Yep. So, Wise man. Uh, could that mean that we could see Killer Cross appear at this pay-per-view this weekend? Boy, that'd pop. That'd pop some people. That'd get some people to tune in. Maybe I buy agree. the replay. Yeah. But the question, yeah. the que- the question becomes this, and this is how we're going to close tonight. Um, Sen and I have sat here and talked in in nauseum about 
everybody that Tony Khan has signed from WWE and what he's done with some of them. Some of them um, we have not seen. Eric Rowan was on the last pay-per-view in February. We haven't seen him since. We haven't seen Miro. We haven't seen – there's a laundry list of people that have been signed from the land of WWE by this company that we have not seen in a long time for whatever reason. And a lot of the stuff that is done in AEW is done without explanation or rules being provided or some kind of explanation. I, I don't even know what to say to that, Sean. I mean, we have talked about this. What, it just seems like that's every week now. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what to say. You know, what, what do you say? You know, they, they, they don't change. And it's starting to show in their numbers, and that's going to affect if they can stay in business because you need TV and you need numbers to stay in <laughs> business. You know, uh, they definitely can't afford that locker room with running just house shows. So I don't want to tell you, you know, uh, well, yeah, hopefully, like we, we, hopefully they don't die got, out. Hopefully we we just, TNA they can stickle out. We talked about uh, Big Cass. You know, you you brought in Big Cass. You haven't done anything with him. What? Well, and, and the fact I, that they brought in a seven-foot-tall monster and had just had him job in his first match, or that they brought in somebody the level of uh, of uh, Johnny Elite, as they called him, uh, and did nothing with him. I mean, you know, it just makes you shake your head. Um, Tony Khan made some comments about Vince McMahon and scripts. Did you see this? I have not heard of no. seeing this. Uh, this was just posted according to uh, YouTube. So we're going to uh, – I'm, I'm letting this play through. Tony Khan had this to say. Let me guess. We are not competition. Um, uh, Tony Khan's first thoughts – or what are you doing all weekend? Because I worked my ass off. This is his comments about the script being ripped up when Vince comes into Monday Night Raw on a Monday. I come in with a plan for Wednesdays and Friday night. I want to make sure Dynamite's great and Rampage. I don't do everything myself, but I do make the final decisions on everything. I put the format together. I put an outline of what the show is going to be for Dynamite. And Rampage, I write it by hand. I don't understand why you're going to come in and rip up a show that you have a pretty good idea of what it is and you should have approved it where by Monday we know what we are doing. And there's a Tony Khan quote. Uh, there's Tony Khan's quote. Um, um you know, it's, it, I don't know. I, this is going to come down to the comments that were made by Tony Khan about about um, Ted Turner being um, the reason that WCW won under. Ted Turner wasn't the booker of WCW. WCW. Nope. Kind of makes him sound like he doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't it? Uh, I'm going to send this to you so you can look this over with me. It's coming to your inbox right now. Um, And this is how we're going to close tonight because Tony 
you don't make comments. You are too new to this. You are way too new to this. And it's because everybody's happy to take your money and, and, and look the other way. I wouldn't be that guy. Um, it would depend on how much money. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a true independent worker. America. Um, Tony says that he tries to make the his shows compelling and logical. Um, I don't know that that's 100% t- true. But you're, you're going to get yourself in trouble by pointing your fingers at big dogs like you have with Eric Bischoff or Vince McMahon or Bruce Pritchard or anybody when you don't know what the hell you're talking about because you clearly don't. Do I agree exactly. that- do I agree that Vince should be coming in and ripping up the formats? No. But at the same time, we just had this discussion on this program where we've said, Tony, um, things are not going in the direction you want. You've got to change direction. And those are that, that is times when Vince will come in and rip up a complete format for Raw and have it rewrote an hour before they go on the air. I mean, hey, Vince is- lost to female head team champs just a couple weeks ago right before the show. Did anybody even notice? No. It got posted after the show. Nobody even knew they were freaking missing. He just booked around it. Um, That raises, this will be actually what we close with. Naomi and uh, Sasha Banks have been indefinitely suspended by the WWE. Uh, Rumor and speculation is Vince is going to make them sit out the rest of their contracts. Not really seen them. Um, But here's why they walk. They walked because they were put in a situation. Um, they wanted to do uh, Beck, uh, Naomi versus Sasha. And both of them had objections against it because they're like, well, we're the women's tag team champions. Why are we doing this? It didn't make sense. And they had gone to Vince McMahon, and Vince had said that the match would change. And uh, nothing was ever done for that match to change. So they walked into John Laurinaitis. People power. Uh, his office and laid their tag team titles on his desk with their suitcases in hand and turned around and walked out. Now, Sasha Banks has enough pull to do that, I feel like. I don't think Naomi does. All Naomi's got is a relationship to the Usos. <laughs> you know? I mean, not I don't, she's I, not a great athlete, but she never got that push. She's never that person. I don't know that it's about pull at this point. It raises some serious questions on what is going on behind the scenes with guys like John Laurinaitis, Bruce Pritchard, whoever else is in charge of writing these uh, shows and pay-per-views. When you've got talent that is trying to make you go another direction and, and trying to make sense of whatever your creative juices that you have flowing have, have put together, and their shit makes more sense than you, your, the, then your writers and you're the boss and you say that it's going to change and it doesn't put that's not putting a lot of loyalty you're leaving lo- uh, 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 faith in terms of Vince McMahon to be able to lead this ship um, from my understanding it's also raising you do the question realize, um, Sean you do realize uh, wasn't that too long ago what just within a couple weeks that Stephanie's taking her first leave of absence for a sustained amount of time with no Timetable to come back. Yeah. So Steph's and not tri- running anymore. And Triple H is back, but he's got a new position. Um, but what the hell is going on in the land of WWE? Like, seriously, like, people just have to fathom this. 
When you have talent of that magnitude that will lay down their titles without even losing them, they forfeited their fucking titles without even being on television. That tells me that there are some serious problems on the internal elements of the WWE. And I don't think... I'm sorry. They need to switch wrestlers now. Back in the day, I was taught, you do what they tell you. I love Bret Hart, but I always thought the Montreal Screwjob was his own fault. I don't care what town he's in. He should have come up with a way to lose the title to Sean that didn't make him look like total ass, but still made sure Sean got the belt before he left. He shouldn't have argued he should have relinquished it. He should have just dropped it, you know, in Canada. And I find the same thing here. If they had trade differences, fine. Deal with it when your contract comes up. And give them the middle finger and say, I'm going to this other place like Ambrose. But even Ambrose, when he already was saying he was leaving, you remember how they treated him on the way out the door? But he never walked out, did he? And now he's in AEW and he's doing just fine. So I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, you got to believe in the company, but still, man, when workers are so pampered now, that they feel they can just walk out and they know the company's going to pay them to sit at home. Ah, it's not good business. And that's and, from a worker. That's a promoter. And, and, and from a promoter. And, and here's the thing, too. I don't know that this will be the final round of, of cuts or walkouts before the end of the year. We are almost in the sixth month of 2022, and there have been so much talent released from NXT and WWE already. What will be left of the WWE if any more cuts are made? But at the same token, and it's been pointed out by Jim Cornette and various others, while Vince is cutting people left and right, Tony Khan and AEW haven't really let anybody go. There's been some contracts that they didn't renew, but there are a lot of contracts that are coming up with AEW that should not, in a lot of people's minds, be redone or re-signed. Let some of these people go. I don't know what they're doing. They're kind of overstretching themselves a bit right now, I feel like. Uh, That's going to hurt them in the long run. I don't know. Maybe they... You know, I, I get it. They want higher TV ratings, so put guys on there that have been on TV previously. But, I mean, they built Adam Page from, from nothing. Um, you know, uh, there's other guys, MJF from nothing, really. I mean, as far as mainstream goes, you know. So, I mean, they have the power to do it. Um, it just, I don't know. I don't know. What's going on sometimes in that place? Um, but I can see the argument both ways. Um, one seems far more organized than the other. WWE was back in the day. But uh, the demographic and the amount of people watching says that AEW does not have the winning formula compared to WWE. Not yet, anyway. And they really need to find it, or they won't have a TV show. They'll just be an internet show, and they won't have the big stars anymore. And that is correct, and and, and it boils down to this. ECW went under because they lost their television deal and could not land another one. TNA almost died. Yeah. TNA almost died because Vince, uh, uh, 
not Vince, but Dixie Carter went behind the back of the network when it came to Vince Russo, and TNA was thrown off of Spike. When you lose a network of yep. that magnitude, you are screwed. Yep. That's it. So um, that is, that is going to do it for us here tonight. I'd like to thank Sin, um, Crime Fighter, and all of our listeners for tuning in. We will be back here right next week with the Double or Nothing review and much more. We'll be previewing Hell in a Cell, which will be next Sunday on pay-per-view. Um, we got a lot to talk about uh, next week, too. Um, be sure to follow us on the socials, Rampage Rants. Uh, Wrestling Authority Radio, Evolution Radio Network, and always follow my personal Facebook page, uh, Sean David Hubbard. And uh, if you would like to uh, call and be a part of this program at any point, uh, use that listener line. And we are going to start booking people up for Wrestling Authority Radio in the month of June. So if you're interested in coming on the program, please contact me and we'll get you a date and a time set up. Um, Without any further ado, um, I want to play this. In terms oh, wait, of... one sec. John, can I see something really quick? Just want to throw this out here. This personally something I'm doing. Um, if you're an if you're from the Illinois independent area, um, Wicked Wrestling Alliance is a, a company I used to own. Uh, I'm turning it into an online entity. It's not about profit for me. It's about giving back to the wrestlers, the promotions, the fans. Um, I'm looking for match footage that you might have that puts your company in a good light. We're looking for great companies to work with. We already have a few set up. Um, the footage is coming in. We're probably going to have four shows under our belt before I post the first. So, I mean, now is the time. If you want to try to even get in anywhere near the beginning, uh, get a hold of me. You'll be able to get a hold of me at wickedwrestlingalliance at yahoo.com if you're going to email me. Well, on Facebook, you can find the page Wicked Wrestling Alliance. Again, uh, we pretty much control that. Uh, I have a website. That's not up yet. My Facebook's not up yet, but they both are on the title of Ricky Wrestling Alliance. We are super easy to find. I made it super convenient for everybody. Um, I just wanted to say that today. Thank you very much, Sean, for letting me say that. No, and uh, this is going to be our closing here tonight. Uh, we had a discussion, Sin and I and even his daughter here last night, about gun violence in this country. And it is not time anymore for uh, uh, prayers or thoughts and prayers. It's time for a change of policy. And that is why I'm closing tonight's program with this song by Buffalo Springfield. We will see you all next week. God bless. Something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children Watch that sound, everybody look what's going down Wrong. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds. 
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.